I invite you to remain standing with me for just a moment and turn around and look at the back window. It was during the darkest, most lonely moments of the pandemic where my eyes were open to the beauty of the world around me. That window back there represented that beauty. I am thankful to the people who put that window in. Some of you may have observed, I will take a deep breath before the post-communion prayer and drink in the beauty of that window. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O Heavenly Father, who has filled the world with beauty, open our eyes, behold thy gracious hand in all thy works, that rejoicing thy whole creation, we may learn to serve thee with gladness for the sake of him through whom all things were made, thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. That prayer is the prayer of joy in God's creation. and can be found on page 814 in the Book of Common Prayer. This prayer emerged as one of my favorite prayers during the pandemic. Some of my favorite memories of mine at St. Bartholomew's comes from saying the daily Mass. It was often an intimate affair with a handful of people assembled here in the nave. But it was in the midst of that intimate assembly the beauty of this space came to life. The stained glass images of the saints surrounded us, offering us a reminder of the words in the Eucharistic prayer, where we are joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven. The daily mass in this space at St. Bartholomew's was a palpable reminder that we are not alone and that we are joined together in praise and worship of God with the saints and angels in heaven. If you ever have an opportunity to come and partake in the daily mass here at 1215, I highly encourage it as you will experience God in a deep, intimate, and profound way. Today in our Bible passage, we heard Jesus utter the words, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. This seems appropriate for my last Sunday sermon here that we encounter this particular phrase from our Lord, Jesus Christ. During the early days of the pandemic, as we moved towards the online daily office and the daily mass, this phrase, do not be afraid, continually popped up in our readings. I've read scholarship that suggests this phrase and other phrases such as fear not appears 365 times in Holy Writ. So a commandment of not being afraid for every day of the year. This specific phrase, do not be afraid, occurs 70 times in translations such as the NIV. I cannot confirm the complete accuracy as I personally did not go through and count. It did seem this directive popped up over and over again as we walked through the pandemic together in community. I encountered an article from the Huffington Post written by Amy Crumpton entitled, The Bible Says, Fear Not, But I Am Scared Sometimes, Are You? She commences her article by saying, yes, she does in fact have fears, and she goes on to list them. Those fears include clowns, criticism, bears, snakes, making mistakes, just to name a few. She wrote in her article, before 8 a.m. this morning, I was feeling overwhelmed, which is a fancy word for fear. 
saying I'm overwhelmed makes me sound busy and sophisticated when what I really want to do is crawl under my covers and hide. Instead of crawling underneath her covers and hiding that morning, she decided to put pen to paper to explore the reasoning behind her feelings of being overwhelmed. What she said she discovered was a pile of sneaky lies slithering around in the shadows of her thoughts, hissing and making her feel small, helpless, and alone. As I was reading her article, I recognized these sneaky little lies. You are not good enough. You are not smart enough. You are not worthy. That other person is more productive, more intelligent, more worthy than you. Now, of course, these things are not true. And as Amy describes them, they are sneaky little lies that creep up in our thoughts. We have all experienced them. No matter how tough, no matter how cool and calm and collected you may seem, everyone here has indeed experienced them. Then suddenly, you find yourself in a state of fatigue surpassing all imagination. Things are not working out. The future seems uncertain. And then you find yourself alone and afraid. The disciples in our gospel passage found themselves in a boat. It was dark. The sea was beginning to become rough, and they were all alone. And the text says they were terrified. Sometimes in the midst of the darkness and the loneliness, the uncertainties of the future, we too find ourselves terrified. Amy, the author of the Huffington Post article, said when she was feeling overwhelmed, she would pray, Jesus, I'm afraid. Apparently, there's a fear not for each day of the year, but I need one for each minute, please. And since I'm such a big scaredy cat, could you please teach me about fear so I don't feel so dumpy? She went on to say, this is the response that I heard. Fear is a cause to pause, an invitation to stop and seek God's way forward. In our Anglican approach to spirituality, we are drenched in constant narratives in holy writ. From our daily prayers, daily mass, and our principal Sunday mass, we are constantly bombarded with narratives of people who are taking chances, who are going up against impossible situations, being persecuted for their beliefs, and quite simply being asked to be extended as to what they believe are their capabilities. The Holy Scriptures and our Anglican approach are indeed forming us. In narrative after narrative after narrative, we see people extending themselves in their faith. They are having to be fully reliant upon God. In this fear that we see the characters in Holy Writ encounter, whether it be being overwhelmed, lonely, not knowing what to do, not having a secure future, they are finding a stronger dependence on God. Fear then causes us to seek after the divine in a profound way. It was during the pandemic I heard over and over and over again, people here at St. Bartholomew's were seeking after God with a renewed vigor. That even though people felt overwhelmed, lonely, fatigued, etc., they were finding God in profound ways. We truly, here at St. Bartholomew's, heard our good shepherd 
Jesus Christ saying, it is I, do not be afraid. One of my favorite projects I worked on during my time here at St. Bartholomew's is when I put together a video for our Christmas pageant. I was given an immense amount of photos spanning across the years. I got to spend time and see the joy of this parish, the love of this parish. I had the pleasure of having conversations with many people reminiscing about the pageants in bygone years. If you're ever having a bad day or encompassed by those sneaky little lies, I encourage you to watch that video on YouTube. It will certainly put you in a better mood. And more importantly, you will be reminded of the love that is present here in this parish. I have many regrets about my last two years here. I wish I could have gotten to know many of you a little better. But in spite of all the challenges this last year has brought us, I know that I am very much loved by this parish. Now, Father Sammy, you see, he has stuck with me because he is my mentor. And that relationship certainly will not end, perhaps begrudgingly, by him. You will get to hear about my many adventures. St. Bartholomew's will always have a special place in my heart. I was ordained just right here. And I was formed as a priest in front of your very eyes. Each and every one of you is a part of me. And I leave with a grateful heart. May the peace of our Lord be always with you. Amen.